Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the declaration of independence in the other he's sean thompson and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. As America devolves into a banana republic, a third world corrupt sewer, there is some light today. Not much. I think it was yesterday, Squirrel, wasn't it, when I joked before reading a MyPillow commercial that the FBI was going to raid Mike Lindell's house, right? You could see what's going on here. And you have to just reflect. So aside from the fact how ridiculous this is to go after the MyPillow guy and recognize that, of course, this is a message to any would-be resistance to the mafia of the Democrat Party, I'd like to focus a little bit more on this ferret-faced scumbag, Merrick Garland, who is from Chicago and now head of the Department of Justice. We sit in a sewer of Chicago led by a porky, fat, useless trust fund baby who is interwoven with the Democrat mafia for generations. We also sit at the precipice where they had to indict the former Don and his couple, Mike Madigan and scumbag, short in the trousers, Ed Burke. We also sit at a time when ComEd didn't just receive a slap on the wrist, but was given permission by the political whores of the Democrat mafia in Illinois to massively increase their rates. So the people pay their almost embarrassing fine as they go on to have legacy corruption, not just in this Democrat sewer, but in all the others around the country. Not an investigation into any of the higher echelon of Exelon who okayed the bribes to a mafia led by a yard gnome with a big, dumb Irish capo. Did they look into the Department of Justice, look into the sitting Cook County judges and others that make up the Table of Wisdom LLC, headed by corruption as they plummet commercial and residential, multifamily real estate, scoop it up at tax auctions through their corrupt web of attorneys that are legacy scumbags, all living in Winnetka and among the North Shore as they run from the sewer that they've destroyed? Did they look into any of the aldermen, the other ones, that are caught with their hand in the cookie jar, or as it's known in Chicago, Monday through Friday? Did they look at the $100,000 given to each one of the 50 aldermen, or as I like to refer to them, 50 thieves, and where that spending is going? Did they look into any of the insider trading? By not just the, the elected scum called Congress people, led by Nancy Pelosi, 
I don't know why no one is asking her how she thinks the the raise in interest rates will affect the market. After all, she's more successful than any trader you've ever seen or heard of. Did they look into any of this? The Department of Justice. No. What they do is use their Gestapo, who are also all looking like some of Mike Madigan's team, all Irish, short in the pants, same names. A little hair parted to the side. Three of them take down the my pillow guy. Ooh, morons, frauds. All a quarter mile away from Madigan's headquarters for 50 years as he built a syndicate to be admired by Sicily to China to Japan. You have nothing on those Chinese gangsters who all cut their fingers off like Rahm Emanuel. Nothing like the Chicago Irish Democrat Mafia. Nothing. Where's the Department of Justice? What happened to the trial? When are they going to go, oh, COVID. Ed Burke got pinched by accident three years ago. What happened? His wife sitting on the Supreme Court of the most corrupt state in the country. There's no investigation into anybody but the MyPillow guy. January 6th. Ooh, January 6th. And, and, and anybody that knows anything about the neighborhoods around Chicago like mine and Melrose Park, that's a weekend, the violence you saw there. Violence, insurrection, my ass. I've been to parties where there's more violence. Sorry, just a fact. Four convicted in January 6th Capitol tunnel attacks. Ooh, there were tunnel attacks. Yet the same Gestapo doesn't want to answer who Ray Epps is or how many other FBI agents infiltrated the so-called insurrection. Maybe it's a lot like what happened in Michigan, where the militia members were fewer than the FBI agents who came up with the idea of kidnapping the governor. This is a third world banana republic. And it wasn't just because the FBI took his cell phone, Mike Lindell. You saw it in the election year. You think when I read those commercials that that's the truth. They leveraged corruption so that the stores took the product off the shelf. For that, is there an investigation? No, because the party that holds the reins, like if it was Venezuela or Cuba, same mafia. The government is the mafia. The FBI has zero integrity. You listening to me with your scumbag cheap suits on and your side parts? Zero. Under your nose, the corruption is laughable in the Democrat sewers. Anybody look into a construction company on Jane Byrne? How much is that over budget? How about $8.5 billion for O'Hare? There's not a straight board. FBI, you look into that? You stupid son of a dog. Are you interested in getting lap dances? Morons. Here's the good news. There are honest people that have been elected not so long ago. They're not going to come out of that sewer where your idea of a Republican is what, Liz Cheney's rash, Adam Kinzinger? There's a guy by the name of Andrew Biggs out of Arizona. He was great. This happened today. I do find it intriguing that uh, uh, we heard the chairman refer to uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton that uh, somehow her having 30,000 classified emails at a server at home is really no big deal, uh, even after she bleach-bitted and cleaned up her hard drive, and then they had them physically destroy any copies of that. Uh, interesting, because 
that person is an officer not protected and liable to prosecution under the PRA. And then someone actually just said, made a comparison to the President of the United States with a Democrat staffer. I mean, how asinine is that? It's as asinine as letting those same Democrat staffers inside trade front-run policies that would make Ken Griffin blush as they all become millionaires. Where is the FBI? I have Jim from Chicago on the phone. Worked in uh, all of the union scumbag corrupt garages of the municipality in Chicago. The joke that it is that the higher clout you have, the bigger promotion, the less work you have to do. Have they investigated what's called ghost jobs or as it's called in Chicago, employment? Did they investigate any of it? The FBI from Chicago, Ferret Face Garland. No, he's not there to bust that theft from the people. That syndicate, that crime happening daily. He's there to protect it. So this is a message to you and me. And the funny part is, I didn't even vote for Trump in 16. This is a direct intimidation for anybody who points out what the Democrat Party is. Not just in the sewer of Chicago. At least your cartoon characters, your half-assed gangsters are the funniest looking. From that fat beanbag governor all the way to the cross-dressing mayor. Funny stuff. Funny. That's nuts. The PRA is pretty doggone clear. Who does it apply to? The, the government has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the accused is an officer, employee, contractor, or consultant of the U.S. But the case law is clear that the president of the United States is none of those. And when declassifying information, he does not have to go to any kind of specific procedure. That's the facts. That's the reality that you don't want to acknowledge. But then you move over, and let's start talking about this particular uh, case here. Leaks after President Trump turned over 15 boxes. Where did the leaks come from? They came from the FBI. Forever bothering Italians. Bunch of Irish guys. Playing cards, drinking, protecting the mafia. That's what it looks like in Chicago. I can only assume that's what it now looks like in Washington. When's the last time they busted one of these gypsies? One of these Irish gypsies. When's the last time? And the ones that they did bust by accident when Trump was president, they don't ever go to trial. COVID? Ed Burke's got COVID. I wonder, is he still going to Rush Street with the Viagra and the money for the hookers in his pocket or no? You see, this is the scam that keeps on going. And how did it all start? Ironically, it started because we questioned the fact that you mean to tell me 12 million more morons voted for this imbecile, this embarrassment in diapers? This guy getting in and out of a car looks like a uh, a commercial for euthanization. Yeah, he keeps saying the same joke. When he's in a car, I'm driving home, side of my secret service. You couldn't, you can't drive anymore. You can't get a license. You fossil, nor should you be on the roads. Do they investigate one aspect of any of the legacy corruption? You have a sitting president who was bribed $31 million from communists. Eh, don't look into it. Nah, busy. Let alone the Ukrainians writing receipts for $20 billion worth of weapons. Busy. They have zero credibility. But it all started because we questioned if 12 million people more would vote for this idiot versus Barack Obama, which 
You couldn't argue with the fact he was charismatic, had a massive push. Thousands of people turned out. Who turned out for Joe Biden that year? Nobody. And what got my attention was, ironically, a documentary started when Hillary Clinton claimed to have been robbed. They did a documentary called Kill Chain. I refer to it often here on this show. But when you watch it, you realize just how susceptible to fraud our electoral system was and is. Voting is our capability to have a peaceful transfer of power. If you don't have that, the alternatives are revolutions. We call them voting machines, but they're nothing more than obsolete computers. 2002 is when they put them in service. A commonly used argument, they are never connected to the internet. No voting machines are connected to the internet. Not connected to the internet. Not connected to the internet, and therefore cannot be attacked. Oh, it wants to go to internet. That's very nice. Now that was done by a genius program director from, ironically, Eastern Europe. He was hired by the Hillary campaign to do that, to shoot that documentary. It was that documentary that inspired the questions, not only about the 16, but about the 2020 election, where these political whores, this mafia, riddled in scandal that everybody knew, and everybody knew what would happen if Joe Biden successfully usurped the office. And that was spurred by Mike Lindell. He said there's no way. So he invested millions of his own money, of his own money, something Democrats have nothing about, which I think, by the way, was a waste because this was a successful theft. That's why there was such the hurry, such the propaganda. That's why now there's such the protection by the media rather than exposing this dimwit who can't get in and out of a car, let alone pretending to be a president. So he went in and investigated it, and that was his sin. Because what needs to happen from now until the next election, until the next election, until this country wakes up and pulls its head out of its ass and stops accepting this kind of third-world banana republic tyranny, is that they have to keep you from questioning the results of people who are such pathological liars you can't point to a time the government ever told you the truth. And that's who we rely on to give us the election results. They need a system that can never be audited. And the fact that Mike Lindell wanted to audit the system, wanted them to prove there were 81 million people that stupid, aside from the welfare roaches in this country. That was why he's intimidated. And that's why it's open and notorious. So you are intimidated. You see, they want you to be afraid that they're going to take everything. I got news for you. They can take it at any time. They're making up the, the, the abuses of rules as they go along. And that's why their mafia members, they get to keep what they steal. Not earn, steal. Unfettered. Unfettered. And there will never be an investigation. Today, Nancy Pelosi was asked about the insider trading. The stock trade ban legislation, it's uniquely had broad bipartisan support, but we've been talking about this since February. Why has it taken eight months? And given the fact that uh, the media, including most recently the New York Times, launched an investigation citing 97 lawmakers and potential violation, with many of them failing to report under the Stock Act, should there be greater penalties? and the legislation yeah. that you do put forward yeah. for people to be found in violation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on New York Times and their investigations, but if, what? if that's what your uh, <laughs> premise is. The, um, here's the thing. Uh, members have been working 
on this. Just because somebody introduces a bill doesn't mean it becomes the law of the land. Uh, there's been um, discussion about it, and this more uh, just recently this morning, actually, the committee. We've been going back and forth, and they were refining things and talking to members about what they think will work. And um, we believe we have a product that we can bring to the floor this month. That's a gangster, boy. That's a gangster. That stuttering, stammering old hag, saggy Nancy Pelosi. That's a real gangster. If Al Capone only would have been a congressman, he'd have a library named after him in Chicago, whereas KJP calls it a library. Stupid son of a... I'll be back and take all your calls after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I fell into a burning ring of Johnny fire. Cash. I went down, down, What's the name down, of that pr- Folsom Prison song? Oh, I probably smoking burns, cigars, drinking coffee. Well, you know what? When the bill comes out, you'll see what it is, and those are some of the discussions that go back and that go back and forth. But I'm 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 pleased with it. It's very strong, and but again, it in order just because what do they say? They have sixty. That's not that's not even a quarter of what we need. A what? third of what we need to pass a bill, uh, regardless of how bipartisan it is. The fact is, uh, the ethics com- they're all the committee of jurisdiction is the House appropriate House. Um, administration committee they have to make sure they're in sync with the ethics committee and this or that and that's called hundreds of millions insider front-running trading hundreds of millions and she ain't giving up one dollar not one dollar mike lindell by the time joe biden the administration is history he'll be broke believe me and so will you this is clearly an intimidation third world banana republic Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. This is Mary Ellen from Chicago, you know. And we're ridden in the Democrat, uh, you sure. know, the... You have to serpentine to your garage? Yeah, I know. Okay. Ever since 2020, the night the vote stopped counting, fraud. I've been eating, sleeping, and drinking this stuff since then, following all the different hearings and whatnot. Most people don't even understand what's happening. But last year, I know, because I had seen, I watched it all week, the cyber symposium uh, that um, Mike Lindell had. And this year, in August, he had another one. It was the whole weekend, 24 hours, nonstop, two days, Saturday and Sunday. There is so much more out there now about the fraud. But one of the key points that, you know, I saw this guy and I don't. I wish I remembered his name, but it's out there. It's on. Anybody can watch it on FrankSpeech.com. If you go there, just keep scrolling. You will see so much of what he has up there. But this one guy, he was a, a Republican at the time in 2002. They asked him. He worked for NASA, NASA, uh-huh. and they asked him. The Republicans asked him to write the program on how to flip votes. Well, I guess after a while, he kind of had bothered his conscience. He became a whistleblower. Well, of course, they relieved him of his duties at NASA, and they put a gag order on him. Well, he said the gag order was lifted. Now he's a Democrat. But he says, I tell you, throw the machines in the water. He says people from other countries have contacted him about it. Mary Ellen, the people who tell us the outcomes are the most provable, 
pathological liars in our society. And we have no way to audit. They burn the ballots. They're absolute and total liars. And this old hag has been stealing hundreds of millions from the government, from us, the people. And she's going to get away with it. She's the real Al Capone. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. They use these terms, no double standard. Get that out of your mind. There's no double standard. This is a third world banana republic. The government uses its power, misuses its power, to not just prosecute, but to persecute anybody who doesn't step and fetch to its corruption. And I mean 22 million people. I said 19.6. I went home last night. If you expand out how many people just get their money from this oligarch-run system, 22 million directly, that's not including indirectly. This is systemic corruption. That's why so many people just, oh, what are you going to do? Because they know you're stupid. They know the general public is stupid. And after a while, what can you do? After all, they stole the most important, most powerful office on the planet and got away with it. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, buddy. Uh, dittos that we say is a term that Rush Limbaugh used because it meant that he was hitting something that no one else was. And just like the Ukraine debacle that you were calling six months before anyone else, you're right on top of it with this, with Mike Lindell. You can't say anything. Immediately it's called the big lie. If you listen to a news report and they talk about any kind of election fraud, they say Trump's discredited election claims or false election claims. Yeah. As usual, you're right over the topic because what they got to do is they got to beat you over the head because they know they don't have a leg to stand on. Sean. The thing to remember, Tom, is never give a rip about the opinion of a Democrat. Because if you're a Democrat after this, you're in on it, or you're just stupid, or you're looking for something for nothing. We're learning more about who's eligible for Cook County's new guaranteed income pilot program and what you need to do to apply. Applications open October 6th. You do have to be 18 years old, a Cook County resident, with an income at or below 250% of the federal poverty level. The program gives $500 monthly payments to 3,200 residents for two years starting this winter. Here's $500. Now step and fetch. You vote Democrat, you keep the money. And we'll spread it out a little bit. Because now you're just a whore. Turn your blind eye to the corruption that is beyond provable. It's laughable. Chuck Dullivan. Hey, how you doing? what size shirt you wear? I'm going to send you a shirt. Large, extra That's fit. Good. You want large? Okay. Extra fit. I Give got- me the slim cut. I want to look good. You know what I mean? Never know if the yep, old lady gets got, mad at me. She throws me to the curb. I want to be dating by the next morning. Follow me. I got a. I got a. Uh, I got my shirt that says "We the People," not Nancy Pelosi. I can't make them fast enough. Hey. Yeah, but you're in uh, Wisconsin, so you, do you even make anything below a double XL? A lot of fat people. What's hey, the rule about the ladies? Uh, you're not a lady unless you're 180. All right, hey, go ahead. Uh, so give me something got, under a my, double XL. Yeah. Okay. They, they got me. Uh, they got my phone number now because I was talking to Mike Lindell three weeks ago on the phone. So they got my phone number. 
But anyway, they're afraid of you. You're, you're slopping out. pigs. You surround yourself with a bunch of Pritzkers. They're worried. They don't like a guy that keeps pigs. So we got this big sh- uh, shutdown of the train. There's a place right here in Sharon. It's called Pat's Brewing Q. And every time there's a train that goes by, you get a free shot. Now, without the trains running, we ain't going to have nothing to drink. We're going to have to pay for it. So, so they're, let, hitting us, they're hitting us hard all over. Now, you're, if you become a congressman, which I hope you do, are you going to champion an insider trading direct imprisonment by any elected official or their staff? Are you going to champion and get rid of the allowable theft of the people through front-running policies in the way in which built a fortune for the Pelosi's where her drunk, whoremongering husband can drive around with impunity? His, his front wheel that he smashed on that truck cost more to my truck than I'm driving. Yeah, that front right. wheel cost 2500 well, bucks. I'll, I'll give you a little tip. You know what I mean? Shave, clean up, put a suit on. You might get a good job like a congressman. Thank you, Chuck. Good luck with the beard. Lemo Chris, my guy, what's up? Yo, what's going on, Sean? You know what? I'm going to be doing something. We're moving out of Chicago. Where the girlfriend's looking in Indiana, nice, nice. section in Indiana. We're, we're moving out. Let me Ooh. tell you something, Sean. January 1st. This year, no bail. It's going to be a purge. It is going to be scorched. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know know if I'm excited because I'll move back to the old neighborhood. We'll start the protection rackets again. Put the social club in. Anybody who's not there that that isn't part of the neighborhood, we put them on the hood like a deer. Because those rules apply to me. You don't want to give me no bail. I've kept in line because of choice. You think I'm worried about these gangster disciples, these 165-pound pansies? I'm not worried. Well, let me tell you what happened to me last Saturday. I'm in Warrenville, Illinois. Nice little town, right? Coming home, there was a double carjacking at the gas station off of Warrenville That's Road, called a two-for-one right? ghetto rideshare. Go ahead. Two-for-one. The car pulls out, sideswipes another car. Yeah. I called the police the next day to get what's going on, what happened. None of your business. There's no, there's no, nothing concerned to the community. I go, what are you talking about? Today, Sean, I had a nice 10-hour gig. They canceled it because there was a drive-by shooting where it was supposed to happen. So I'm out 10 hours of pay. Well, no, I am actually going to get it, right? But, I mean, it's just chaos. Here, Can I man. tell you it, something? You know, when I first moved to Florida, everybody goes, oh, you know, car insurance is crazy. Car insurance. You mark my words. After January 1st, watch how many car insurance companies pull out of Illinois. Because when I moved down here, my insurance dropped 50%. 50%. Because you're already paying a scum fee when you live in Chicago on your car. Because they know there's scum. Thank you very much, Lemo Chris. Good luck. That's the answer. Especially if this porky pig wins again. If porky wins again, you better get out. Honey Bunny was just telling me, what was the name? Huntley? Huntley, her grandmother, in a senior center, they stole four Cadillac converters out of the parking lot. Ooh. I was, I was listening to, uh, this morning when I was walking on the beach, I was listening to uh, that troll, Irvin, who w- wanted to be the governor, on uh, Dan and uh, Amy's show, Dan is off. He said that the crime is down in Aurora. Well, that doesn't, that's not supported by the numbers, especially the gang areas. Not good at all. What's the car insurance in Aurora? Ray Harwood Heights. Hey, uh, hey, Sean. Yeah, uh, it's my first time calling. Um, so I, I, I told your uh, call screener I got two. I got one question, but I have two actually, if you don't mind. All right, go ahead. Uh, my first, my, my first one. Uh, my son is always wondering. Uh, we love Nikki, uh, Nikki Whaley, but 
Uh, my my son, he's always wondering what ever happened to Mary DeBadges. Mary DeBadges was the best. There's a shooting on the Eisenhower. Traffic's a bear. One was traffic. <laughs> one is news. Go ahead. <laughs> the second one is uh, I I heard you talking about that Donley auction, but yeah. um, and I'm interested in buying something. But uh, Biden, uh, from what I understood, uh, he said that you can't buy a cannon. Well, Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. The thing about a cannon That's is true. you can buy it as long as it's an antique. See, there's a different oh. rule for antique weapons versus new ones. Or you can build one yourself. Is that how yourself. he got bought off? You can, you, can, you can build one yourself like Ben Affleck in the account. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to go, Ray. You're still a man. You still got a Second Amendment. Listen, they can impugn and they can infringe on your rights, but ultimately... You can get it. You can you can get your rights. You just have to, have to have enough money to fight them and go to the Supreme Court, which is a difficult thing. They rely on you being afraid of them. Still, the, it's still the Second Amendment. It's still America for now. Granted, it doesn't look like it, but I say buy the cannon, Ray. And if you can't buy one, build one. You're gonna need one, Ray. Thank you very much, brother. When I get back, I'll take the rest of your calls. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Man, this is the fastest show ever. We, uh, I have a good guest coming off at the 507. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to take your calls, especially Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. Uh, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you? Hope you're feeling better today. Not too aggravated. No, this is how I walk around. I sleep like this. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is, uh, do you think that the government could step in and stop these uh, rail workers from going on strike? Why would they do that? They love this. I don't know. It's another excuse what, to what? bribe a, f- a company that shouldn't exist. Amtrak has been a charity company for 30 years. That's why Hunter yeah, Biden sat on the, the board. To go up by they not don't having, care. Uh, Come on, Rich. They're trying. Listen. What they need is a society like the Democrat sewers they've already destroyed. They need a society that's dependent and gets its sustenance from government. That's a complacent, willful slave society. And that's what they want. That's what they're shooting for. And that's why their moves now are to intimidate anybody who speaks out. Rich, did you hear about what happened in Ford today? At where? Ford, the other pretend company? No, I didn't. Oh, this is good. Thank you. Thank you. You gave me the perfect lead, and thank you for the call. Yeah, Ford, they laid off 8,000. Workers uh, three months ago, they laid out 3,000 two months ago, and now they're just getting vague on the numbers. More shakeups are on the way at Ford. The company announced it is laying off thousands of workers. In an email sent to employees, the company said it's laying off roughly 3,000 white-collar and contract workers. Ford says about 2,000 of the targeted cuts will be salaried jobs at the Dearborn plant. The company says the remaining layoffs affect employees working in contract positions with outside agencies. According to Ford, it's part of an effort to slash costs as it transitions to electric vehicles. Yeah, because that union front should have went out of business the first time it went bankrupt. Oh, they didn't take money in 08. That, that, that's a propaganda line. Yes, they did, and they needed it. They've been bankrupt for 30 years. The union killed Ford, killed GM, killed everything it touches, like the government. Now they just can keep raising your costs. And let's pretend that rail's going to go on a strike. What a joke. Terry, Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I had a question for you. I don't know if you already touched on it. I just tuned in. But I just saw a story that uh, Meatball Man over there, yeah. mm-hmm. on my other side of the, you know, right west of me, yeah. he's going to get the National Guard over there 
to deal with the three busload of immigrants that came over. You mean that's 11, Governor J.B. Pritzker is issuing an emergency disaster proclamation to allow the state to speed up resources for Chicago area communities to help migrants in here by Texas. This all happened in the last 30 minutes. He's activating 75 National Guard members to assist the families with food, shelter and medical services. Yeah. And by the, t- the and, and you know what's funny about this is that the last count going into this winter with homelessness I want to say that the city of Chicago has 7,000 people that sleep in tents in various empty lots. But those are Americans. So for them, we don't, we don't bring in the National Guard. We don't bring in food. We don't rent rooms for them. No, no, no. Yeah. I like it, Terry, because this is what the Democrats deserve. Now we should just have a little fun with it. I always love that Porky sign on the movie Porky's. I think we should get that pig on Pritzker shirts and say, vote for the pig you're most comfortable with. What do you say, Terry? Oh, well, I say, how about getting the National Guard in there to maybe clean up all the gangbangers because nobody could walk around that city in a safe manner. are campaign contributors. How many aldermen get money from the gangster disciples? Has the FBI looked into that? Ooh, how about Kim Fox? What's her history like? Maybe the FBI should look into that, Terry. See, the government in this sewer protects the gangster disciples, protects the Sinaloa cartel. National Guard isn't called in to disrupt that. Thousands of kids die from fentanyl and drugs. No obstruction, no supply chain disruption, no unfettered. And the the criminals have the protection of the corrupt government because there's money in it. Homeless people, there's no money in it, unless you could come up with one of those scams. But that doesn't happen. Who saves the homeless? Good. Americans. He need a heater? Yeah. So you guys can stay warm, okay? Tent City is uh, a place where there's homeless families. There are people who have no place to live, nowhere to go, nowhere to turn to. They work it up into a reality that we couldn't even imagine to wake up to. They wake up to the rats. They wake up to the birds. They wake up to the freezing cold. Right here in Chicago on Lakeshore and Wilson Drive. All right, Tent City, I'm getting ready to give you your propane tanks. This is Pastor. Come and get your propane tanks and your heaters. My name is Kerry Gitron, and down here at Tent City, they call me Pastor. That's not the National Guard. No, no, no. They didn't get $165 a night room so they could get nice and warm. Those are the ramifications of Democrat corruption. Those are the ramifications of Mike Madigan's mafia, Ed Burke, and the 50 thieves pretending to be aldermen. They all got $100,000 slush fund money. Did any of them buy heaters, or was it just one kind pastor, private citizen, American citizen? I'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. 
second time I'm talking to my next guest, who I really could talk to for hours. He is the co-founder of Patriot Online, a digital private ecosystem, technology leader, data scientist, CEO, CTO, CIO, multiple companies, also a former U.S. Naval officer. He served with uh, surface warfare as a surface warfare officer, commanding executive officer roles, special warfare. I mean, the guy's a renaissance man of patriotism. And his specialty is data. His name is Gregory Stenstrom. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? It's a pleasure being back, Sean. Looking forward to it. You know, Gregory, I, I almost I, broke out a cigar. I don't even like cigars. I almost broke one out to join you. Oh, I got one burning right now for both of us. But, um, I find this to be a fortuitous day to talk to you. And the reason that I say this is, I have to tell you, I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016. I was very open about that. I didn't like the people he surrounded himself with. I didn't like his legacy of dealing with Democrats like Chicago's Rahm Emanuel, the New York scoundrels, and the rest of it. As he became president, I obviously was awed by some of his success, particularly in foreign policy and in American energy sector and regulation, became a big fan, big supporter. In 2020, when he ran against the most obvious political whore this country's ever seen, I was um, really involved in getting him reelected. I still have never believed that 12 million more people voted for Joe Biden than Barack Obama. I refuse to believe it. <laughs> it's preposterous. Okay, And Mike Lindell, who I've met, who I like, He's, a, he's an unusual guy. He's the definition of an American success story from a drug addict, low life, to an entrepreneur who employed tens of thousands of people, millions of customers, and the rest of it. He took his money, and he went into this area, really motivated from a documentary that was done in 2016 called Kill Chain, where the Clinton oh, yeah. administration brought over a guy from Eastern Europe. His name escapes me right now. But a very well-known data scientist who showed, listen, there's a problem with these machines. And... Instead of the Democrats forcing there be a change, I believe they decided it was an open network and utilized the corruption and fraud in it. Am I a conspiracy nut? Am I an anti-patriot? Or am I onto something? Well, you're onto something. Not only is your gut feel right, but we have uh, the exculpatory hard physical evidence that proves that they committed fraud by using fake mail and ballots and uh, V drives or electronic media that comes from the voting machines to infuse votes that uh, they needed to change the election results a couple of days after the election. So we have we have that evidence, and uh, we published it. Uh, we went through two lawsuits, and we published it in the ParallelElection.com, or the Parallel Elections name of the book, and you can get it on ParallelElection.com. Now, you see, there's a big push this last uh, couple of weeks, and it's a direct assault on people who have family members like you who served in the military, who fought for the freedoms, for people to speak out against their government, who fought for the principles of Americanism. There's an attack on people um, who believe in the oath that all military, all elected officials, all policemen, all firemen, everybody takes when you work for the government. You swear to uphold and protect the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. I, I'm looking at this dimwit that people call president. He represents somebody who was bribed, in my opinion. You don't give $31 million to anybody unless you need them to do something for you. The Chinese government has reaped rewards from the Biden administration, the likes of which I've never seen. As I watched that chaos in Ukraine, chaos, I watched it for seven years, though, as they were embroiled in a civil war. I never liked Ihor Kolomoisky 
the rest of the upper echelon of the, of the Ukrainian government. And I don't like anything in Russia, Ukrainian oligarch run hellhole as well. But nobody wants to talk about that as we are blindly giving people billions upon billions. And today it broke in the news. They have handwritten receipts for the weapons that are missing. Are you kidding me now? Are you kidding me? There has to be some way to prove this through, you know, like modern technology stuff, right? Yeah, uh, yes and no. Yes, I think there's always a money trail, but more important is the uh, weapons. Uh, we've sent over over 186,000 uh, howitzer rounds, you know, 155, and now we're sending over 105 uh, howitzer rounds, 186,000. Uh, we're depleting our inventory, and which is good and bad because, you know, inventory needs to be rotated, but uh, not, not to that extent, 186,000 rounds plus the billions they're already sending them. Yeah, there's a paper trail, but it's, um, you know, I think sometimes some people are of the notion that, you know, we'd rather fight little wars overseas that don't involve us than big wars here. So I've, um, I'm somewhat torn on this because I know that, you know, the bureaucratic regime and the military industrial complex survives, you know, president to president, regime to regime. But, uh, but the Biden is such a, um, oof, I, I think he's, uh, I think Political he was intentionally whore. installed. Well, I think he was put put in, uh, and he was definitely installed. But I think he was installed to demoralize uh, U.S. citizens to say, "Hey, we can put whatever, whatever diaper poop in dement, you know, dementia ridden yeah. criminal we want in, and there's not a darn thing you can do about it." And 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 as backup, we got you know cackling Kamala Harris. That uh, you know, I, I think she's got to be the dumbest vice president we've ever had. True. So that's launch date, but the dumbest, no question. The dumbest. I mean, you know, and I have no uh, much like you. I'm, I'm, I think I like Trump uh, from the beginning. You know, I voted for him in 2016 and 2020, but I'm a patriot first. And uh, it's more important to me that, you know, the American people, the, the citizenry, you know, for better or for worse, chooses their presidents. And if, uh, if I thought Biden was the choice, the actual choice of the American people, I would grin and bear it much like I did with Obama. I mean, Obama is someone I absolutely loathe, but he was the president. And right. he, he was the man, he was in the chair, and you can hate him all you want, but you you know you don't have to respect the man, but you can certainly, you must respect the, the, the position of the rank. But I think Biden is a complete, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. So no, now that they have, a, a, but they have 81 yeah. million people that they used as, as pigeons and whatever. We can't audit that system, right? We can never go through it. And if you mention it all of a sudden, oh. you now have the full we, weight and force of the FBI and the no. Department of Justice breathing, you know, taking your phone and the rest of it. How do we get this back? I mean, you know, you're in the inner we, workings. You've been doing this for years. How do we get it back, Gregory? Well, first of all, 88, let's be clear. Uh, 81 billion people didn't vote for Biden. There were 81 million votes cast for Biden. Where's the last place an illegal alien is in, on Election Day? The last, very last place an illegal alien is on Election Day. An election booth. <laughs> their, their, whole, their whole purpose, I'm just using this as one class of, of, uh, you know, of people that are here in the United States. You know, their whole, their, their whole being is to stay below the profile. They're illegal. They need to stay below the profile. They're not going to walk into a voting booth in front of law enforcement and people who may or may not ask for an ID and commit a felony that's going to get them deported forever. So the reason the Uniparty and particularly the Democrats 
register illegal aliens to vote when they give them licenses and so forth is they know that person has no intention of ever voting. And they know that that's someone that they can vote for. For, yeah. So if we have 20 million illegal aliens, depending on the number, I, I hear anywhere from 10 million to 30 million, but it's certainly tens of millions. And we have tens of millions of people that they can cast a vote for with impunity. They're going to do it. And uh, considering that only in a, on a big election, 60 percent of the people vote uh, during a midterm, only 20 to 25 percent vote, there's a whole lot of people they can vote for. So the first thing people have to understand is the claim that 65 million people voted for Hillary or 81 million people voted for, for Biden is a complete fiction. It's a uh, it's a uh, you know, I, I can prove that that didn't happen. And um uh, and we did that in Delaware County. We know that the 120,000 ballots that they put through were fake. I mean, they only they only mailed out 104,000 mail-in ballots uh, they four days before 20. the election. Well, yeah, at the at the end they had to make the the reason the other re- evidence we have is that they couldn't make any of the numbers match. They had to cheat so much to overcome President Trump's actual lead. I mean, they were taking book they took millions of votes away from from Trump in order to to even it up just to even make it semi-believable. But to your point, um, you know, Hillary Clinton and, and Trump was a hotly contested election, so a lot of people voted. Um, and, and granted, Biden and Trump were hotly contested, but I had uh, I was at the rally in Wilkes Bar. It's the first rally I've been to for Trump. I was there, I think this was a week or two ago, and uh, that was packed with rafters, 12,500 people in the... Uh, in the uh, stadium, another 5,000 out in the parking lot. And it was, uh, it was like a grateful dead concert without, you know, without Jerry Garcia. It was, it was insane. Yeah. And then Biden, you know, is in Philadelphia at the Liberty Bell a week later. And he's got 25 people there when he did his, uh, uh, when he's the Heil Hitler. Uh, yeah. That was preposterous uh, speech. Yeah. It was, you know, it was I was glad so. that my father, a Marine was gone. Cause if you would have saw those Marines standing there supporting this, illegitimate fascist that would have ruined this day that's for sure gregory now that they got away with it i mean they bald face got away with it and now that they're they got apparatchiks away with it are, no, no 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 they, have, they haven't got away with it no no there's still that's the narrative they want you to believe the um they, they've not gotten away with it we have we have lawsuits they're still uh in 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 the pipeline they're in the appellate pipeline granted but we have uh the 65 lawsuits that were dismissed without evidentiary hearings no, they may be gone, but we're still in play. And the reason we're still in play was we filed civilly and we followed, uh, we had to do a thing called exhausting our administrative remedies. And that's why no one's heard of me. And I, and I don't want anyone to hear me. I'm, I was happy with my anonymity, as was Leah. But, um, you know, we had to follow a trajectory that would be, uh, you know, my concern is a noise. My concern is lethality and not meaning I want to kill anybody, but lethality no, meaning... Right you know, uh, effective. And the, the, the things that they did before, uh, I think most of the lawsuits were qualitative, meaning, you know, 2,000 mules. They said, hey, we got a bunch of people stuffing mail-in ballots. But unless you can quantitatively state, you know, how many there were that were stuffed in there, there's nothing you can do with it litigatively. So with us, we, we can prove that 327,000 ballots were fraudulently certified and they inserted 120,000 fake mail-in ballots. They retained the 70,000 real mail ballots and then they infused another 50,000. They took votes away from Trump and they 
added votes for Biden two days later using USB V drives, uh, which is the digital media that comes out of the voting machines that they, you know, they used to accuse the vote. We can prove this. Uh, and they're proving this over and over throughout the country. That's why the subtitle for the book is a blueprint for deception. And th- this technique was used everywhere uh, in at least 32 counties and eight targeted swing states. Now, we're eventually going to get our day in court. And if we don't get our day in court, we're going to get a day before the legislature and the Congress. And th- there is still steps, administrative remedies to get there. And, un- and although people want to say, well, you can't do anything now, we just have to move on. That's absolutely a lie. You know, they can still decertify the vote, and they should never have de- they should never have certified the vote in Delaware County. They should never have certified the vote in Pennsylvania because Biden only got eighty thousand votes, and we could prove that three hundred twenty-seven thousand of them were were fraudulent. My so God. that is eventually going to you know time may run out yeah uh, before it makes a difference, but we're still in play, and and we are you know the next couple of months, two three months, we're going to continue to. Uh, press those cases and we in the meantime we have another election and we know how they're going to cheat and we're going to catch them again we caught them again in may cheat we caught them just this may cheat and we're going to catch them again cheating and we're going to need to get the congress to get off their butts and do their jobs as the elected representatives of the people and correct us these so strongholds of something we can do yeah these strongholds of corruption are the are the problem you know in, in illinois it's a joke i mean it's an absolute joke not just the fact you have a legacy crook like Pritzker, whose family is interwoven with the Democrat mafia for generations. But we have a guy under indictment who will never see a day in court named Ed Burke. His wife is a Supreme Court justice. So, I mean, they could slow walk you in these Democrat hellhole sewers. They've already infiltrated the corruption. It's systemic in government. So do you have a better chance in the red states? And ultimately, can the red states and the good states, like Florida, save you? Uh well, yeah, you, you have the most, you, you probably have the most traction there, but, you know, I think I mentioned last time when we was on the show, and uh, I, I enjoy your, I really do enjoy your show, is uh, oh, enjoy the, the the back and forth, is that I, I, I believe 80% of people agree on 90% of the things. I mean, I served with plenty of Democrats. You know, uh, the Secretary of the Navy right now, who was my classmate at the Naval Academy, he's a Democrat, and I you know, people have different political leanings and and, and different, uh, you know, different ideologies. But at the end, I have no question of his patriotism. You know, served as a commanding officer and, you know, uh, commanded a destroyer. And he's, you know, he's a very, uh, you, know, cre- you know, credible guy. He's yeah. a Democrat. So there's plenty of people that are Democrats, plenty of people who are Republicans that that uh, we all care about our country, regardless of, of uh, political you know, hardcore, you know, who we vote for at the end in the voting booth. Uh, I don't think anyone can argue that there's not a whole lot of us that care about uh, the elections. And I think no matter what state uh, they're in, uh, they'll fight. And I think here in Delaware County, we had a couple of um, Democrat, pretty, pretty hardcore Democrat uh, poll watchers that we were with. And by the, by the, you know, the end of the four days that we were in that voting center, uh, there was a couple of them that were as enraged as we were. We've got we've got Democrats here now. That I just you know had phone calls today, and we've got Democrats uh, and Republicans, you know, hardcore GOP that were you know, you know, because we we kind of put we punched up both the GOP and the Democrats, but we have hardcore uh, Republicans and hardcore Democrats ready to step forward with uh, and testify to the fraud. So this, I think, it's up to everyone's duty to. How step can up my and I mean this. How can my listeners help? But what can they do? What can we do? Because everybody wants this solved. I mean, we, can we survive another two years of this buffoon? I mean, no. you see the corruption. It's just well, ridiculous. Well, 
the answer is, is no, we can't survive if people don't step up. And the, the thing is, is, uh, you know, I talk about it in the book, and, and I'm not, it's not just a shameless plug of the book. No, I want you to plug it. It is, it, it is, it is uh, you know, a lot of people fight on this in their families. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of pain and polarization amongst family and friends. This is a very, and, and it's intentional to polarize people against each other. And one of the things the book does is it gives people, rational people, you know, who will have a conversation, discussion points. You know, 65 cases, they go, oh, 65 cases were thrown out. Well, not one of them allowed an evidentiary hearing. Well, that's, how can all these judges be corrupt? Well, the Soros money was used, you know, and they used it to target specific counties and specific swing states. So while, you know, while your county may have been uh, fine, okay, they didn't target your county. If you live in East Podunk, Idaho, you, you know, your target, your county may not have been targeted. You may have had a fair election there, and, um, you know, your citizens may have done a good job there. But in Delaware County, Philadelphia County, Monroe, Montgomery County, uh, Allegheny County in Pennsylvania, and Maricopa and Pima in Arizona, and Fulton and DeKalb in Georgia, Antrim County, Michigan, which is where they targeted, they, this is how where they perpetrated the fraud. So what the book does is it says, hey, this is how they did it. This is where they spent the money. This is where they put it. This is how they got DAs and AGs elected. This is how they corrupted the judicial system in these specific places. And this is how they perpetrated the fraud. So they understand that a poll watcher, a certified poll watcher in this coming election can go in and they don't have to sit behind gates. There's no such thing as an observer. That was, was a fiction that was created. A poll watcher can challenge a ballot and say, hey, I want to see that. I want to see that mail-in ballot. I want to verify the name. I want to verify the signature. And I want to see the poll book, the blue book from his uh, voting precinct. And I want to see if he voted or not or she voted or not. And they have to comply. It's not, it's not a request. It's a demand. Yeah. Poll watcher has standing as an intervener for not only the candidate, for the citizenry. So you can do that. You can go in and when they bring in the V drives, if they don't see the V drives, they can say, I want to see where the V drives are plugged into these tabulation servers that give the official vote. Oh, well, we're, we're, put, we're counting them in the back room. No, you're not. I'm a certified poll watcher. I want to see them. I want to take those V drives and I want you to prove that the strict chain of custody that's required by election law and required by the certification of the machines and required by the Secretary of State which is mentioned 26 times in the certification manual, you have to show me the strict chain of custody. And if you can't, you're not going to put it in that machine. These things people can do. And, and that's why, the, the, Gregory, yeah. don't be mad at me. I, I went long. No. The name of the book is Parallel Election Blueprint. But before I let you go, I'm proud that, that, that you even come on my show and that I know you. We all want you to win, and we all want to help you. We can go to Patriot Online, correct? Where do we go? What's the yep. name of your site? Uh, it's it's www.patriot.online. We have donate buttons there. I and mean, if you can't fight, donate. <laughs> we'll, we'll take your money gladly and we'll put it to good use. Gregory Stenstrom, really, it's an honor to know you. Thank you for coming on. Love to be here, Sean. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. The parallel election, a blueprint for deception. Your gut is right. There was not 81 million votes. I don't care how much, how many times the most provable pathological liars in our country tell us. 
He won. He didn't win jack. Idiot. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Yes, you did. Irish gypsy scumbag. In 2016, we know that Russian actors targeted state election systems. When people say no votes were changed, it misses the point. Imagine you go in and flip the digits of everybody's address. When you prevent people from casting a ballot, you've hacked an This election. is the Hillary document. Hackers are a wonderful resource. Every voting machine in this room is in use in next election. We are here three days a year. The real adversaries, they run it 24-7 with massive funding. I don't know which documentary I like better. Made by Democrats. Kill Chain, which is the one I just played, or Planet of the Humans by that fat slob Michael Moore. I don't know which one I love better. Proving that the elections are quite able to be frauded and proving that their eco-Nazism is an absolute and total fraud. Plus, this is why I feel so good about renouncing my consent to be governed by this political whore. Because I believe much like the reverend. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. That's right, stupid. Resist, we much. You fracking morons. Uh, Doug, Northwest Indiana. Doug. Yes, Doug. You're hysterical. Oh. I just have a suggestion. I never even Mike showed Lindell. you my checkbook. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> Mike Lindell and anybody else that thinks they might get uh, rousted by the FBI or whoever, go to uh, a dollar store or Walmart or wherever you might and buy a $30 phone, turn it on, put it in your pocket, and if somebody wants your phone, give them that one. Doug, you know, if only your... you would have talked to Tiger Woods, the titles he could have won. Thank you very much, yeah. Doug. You got to think like D- Doug's right. Be afraid of your own government in a representative republic. It's not the criminal that needs to be afraid of them. If you're in a Democrat hellhole sewer with prosecutors like peanut head Kim Fox, you're protected to be a fentanyl distributor, a drug dealer, a gang banging, a murdering scum, carjacker, thief. You're protected. But if you don't believe that there are 81 million morons in your country, 81 million scumbags in your country that would vote for this Irish gypsy political whore and his dimwit vice president, the best lunch date in Washington, D.C. Put your top on, Kamala, you tramp. But there is a solution to this problem. Electric vehicles. Ooh. Electric cars. Trucks and buses, which produce no tailpipe emissions. No, and it's a very expensive way to start your garage on fire. That technology doesn't work either. It's almost like their economic schemes or their plans. But the reality is, what if we can be saved by proving beyond the shadow of a doubt just the evidence? You know, the one that they didn't burn. Boy, they're big on burning, redacting, censoring. That's why you can't find me on YouTube. But I'm on Rumble, right? Because I don't give a rip what they take me off of right here you democrat fascist pigs that's the uh, melrose park salute for those of you that can't see however we will win in the end 
Resist we much. Just ask Reverend Sharpton. By the way, what did he owe the IRS? Four million? His buddy Barack got in. Four million gone. No jail. Who wants to, to, to bet on that? Let's have a pool, an office pool, on the day in the month they put Mike Lindell in jail. Bruce Waukesha. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Um, by the way, that last interview you did, um, fantastic. Probably one of your top five, I think. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. Um, you know, he, he actually didn't use a lot of speculation. He was actually drilling down right down to the actual evidence. And he, he touched on that part about, you know, the numbers of people where they were using people for their votes, but there's someone else is casting them. And that goes to a point that I think I've made previously on your show about looking at the, the previous three elections you know, before 2020, and that we had roughly 128 million people voting in those other three elections, and all of a sudden we go to 155 million. If that doesn't tell anybody this, the, the end game here, I don't know what else we would ever have to show. There's no way 21, 22, 23 extra million people voted just for this one election when we were 20-some less million in those other three elections. So, Anybody out there who thinks that that, that really happened, you, you, are, you, you really need to go get some help. I was not alive when Kennedy was shot by this government. However, uh, a lot of people remember where they were. I remember where I was when the most powerful office on the planet was stolen. I was doing election night coverage in the studios at The Answer at 5.60 a.m. with Bruce Dumont uh, and Beyond the Beltway. We were live. 10 30 11 o'clock we had on a guest from california who was a democrat that we were going back and forth with i was joking with him betting him dinners because at that time they, this is before they shut down the count he was also an uh, like i said an election specialist he said mathematically it's not an improbability it's an impossibility for him to win we hung up the phone they shut the countdown four hours go back all of a sudden all these votes came in it was an absolute and total theft of an election that would have made Al Capone and his brothers laugh as they stole the elections back then to get in their corrupt, corrupt hierarchies in, in Chicago and surrounding suburbs. This is a, 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 something that's been going on yet for all those years since Al Capone, before he had syphilis and could remember his girlfriend's name. We don't have elections we can audit. Why? In the year 2022, we cannot audit an election like a third world banana republic. But that does explain why our Department of Justice is ignoring all the criminals and going after the people who speak against the government. Thank you, Bruce. You're exactly correct. Kevin in Austin, Texas, P two times. Sean, I want to say that I do watch on Rumble. I'm very impressed with the plaid shirt that you're wearing today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, if, made fun of I'm wondering if you have a... Does Dan Prof had a pair of pants with that kind of plaid thing while he's on the golf course? <laughs> no coincidence. It's, yes, we don't shop together. Yeah. It's, it's just reminding everybody there's only 54 days until the election happens. As far as the election thing in Chicago, where is the conservative George Soros who could fund a team of lawyers to go in and purge the election rows in Cook County? He that bought a former Democrat who now pretends to be the mayor of Aurora to put his tower right next to the, the mercantile exchange. And why, so didn't Amy ask what he's, and why didn't Amy ask this morning what he was going to do to help get Bailey to win? Now, Bailey's not a typical politician. Everybody's got to work hard to try to do as much as they can to get it over they get wrote Bailey off in the beginning. He's not going to get anything in the suburbs, uh, Dave Page County, and stuff like that. But people got to get involved and do something. It's fifty-four days. I'm doing what I can. Days. You know, I have a I, I I criticize Bailey, but I want him to win, and I have oh, a good tip too. for him. 
Kevin, I have a good tip for him. And as far as how anybody else does an interview, I can't answer that. Quite honestly, no, I want to I interview, interview Irvin, but I want him in studio. I want to look in his eyes. And I want to ask him about the tower in Aurora. I want to ask him about the $2 whore girlfriend in the marijuana pot dispensary. I want to ask him about his ex-wife in the law firm with the developer and the $400,000 to the law firm. I want to ask these questions. Because, see, in my my Republican Party, in my resistance to the mafia, I'm not going to take a mafia member. And I don't give a rip what he says or who bribes him. So I think we need to purge the Republican side because we can clean our own house. The other house likes it nice and dirty. He did, he did. He lost. And I think there's an, a, a way to start the purge in the Republican Party is to get Bailey elected. Go to his website. See how you can uh, donate your time and talent. And if you have a couple of bucks, your treasure. Yeah. But do what you can and go and find out. What, I'm going to uh, give Bailey another tip on I think policy. There were, I think there are three congressional races that we can flip. I hope so. If you look at the map. Yeah, yeah so do I. Yeah. Thank you, brother. So, I appreciate it. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Here's my guy. I love this son of a guy. I have to admit, I love it. So, uh, Bailey was uh, on the corner in the sewer of Chicago giving a speech. Let's think about Chicago. A crime-ridden, corrupt, dysfunctional hellhole. And now the ferret face, the guy from Fox News, the guy who's got too many teeth in his in his mouth. He looks like he's got the pigeon face. Doesn't Fox have dental? Well, it's a standard line in Darren Bailey's speeches as he campaigns for governor. But now there is a twist. Our political editor, Mike Flannery, reports. The Republican nominee for governor's long lived on a farm 250 miles south of Chicago. You get the gist of it. Right. Mike Flannery, who pretends to be an investigative reporter, the stupid moron who sat there while a mafia ran the city. He doesn't want to report on that, though. He's busy because he wants in on it. The fraud. Bailey's going to have to come up with a plan. And I'm going to tell you something. A friend of mine pointed out her name is Tudor Dixon. She is the Republican running in Michigan. This is how you run. Republican candidate for governor Tudor Dixon spoke in Grand Rapids today. The Norton Shores native announced a major campaign for public safety and laid out a plan of her strategy in front of the Grand Rapids Police Department. And that's where we find our Kelly Levern, who's joining us live to break down Dixon's announcement and what we heard from incumbent Gretchener Whitmer. Keeley. Good afternoon, you guys. Tudor Dixon is calling her plan Building a Safer State Strategy, and she's pledging to commit $1 billion to ramping up public safety here in Michigan if she were to take office come November. Now, according to Dixon, her plan would use $1 billion from the $3 billion that they say is in the state's general fund, and that's to invest in law enforcement recruitment, retain over 5,000 new officers and fire and EMS personnel, plus 500 state troopers and 2,000 state and local corrections officers that's how you run and you divert the money from the mafia and you promise to break the covenant of corruption in their schemes of pay-to-play and payoffs to their loyalists you break the back of the fraud fraud pension system that's bankrupting everything candace mount pleasant wisconsin Hey, Sean, I really appreciated that last interview. I saw his movie about two months ago and was hoping more conservative pundits on the AM radio would have him on. So I appreciate it. And I just went to his website, just so you know, his um, 
donation thing is down at Gives and Go. But the other thing I want to comment on is it irritates me um, that we have all these goofs. We have you're not a goof, but I'm telling you, I've listened to AM radio, conservative radio for how many years? 10, Long. 15? There's way too many goofs who think this is all about entertainment and are not about facts. And it's still don't even know about this guy. It's by the Salem. Way, Everybody at Salem should have him on. By the way, that's the closest you're going to get from a compliment from Candace. You're not a goof. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. A year ago... Our embarrassment of a man governor in Illinois, Porky, signed the Safety Act, celebrated by the talking head mannequin Marxist fraud front-running propagandist called media. Not a lot of people looked into it. A year later, we're starting to realize what's in that puppy. I wanted to bring on an expert. My next guest is a legal fellow and manager for the Supreme Court and Appeal Advocacy Program in the Edwin Mises III Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at Heritage Foundation. His name is Zach Smith. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for having me on this evening. Did you rent your U-Haul? Are you booked for before January 1st? <laughs> well, listen, if I lived in Illinois, I would have to be thinking about it right oh. now because of the crime rates that are likely that are increasing and are likely to continue to increase after the Safety Act's uh, full provisions go into effect. Uh, it's going to make communities in Illinois less safe. It's going to send a message to criminals, even violent criminals, uh, that certain acts will be tolerated, and it's just going to be bad news all around uh, for everyone who lives in, in Illinois. I spent a lot of time being violent. I am violent by nature. When you see that uh, there is no no ramification for being violent why wouldn't you be violent under this circumstance of the guarantee of the non-use of law to protect innocent law-abiding citizens what's to keep a violent person restrained when you have a society that enriches violence well it's a great question and one i think that Apparently, the, the leaders in Illinois don't have a good answer to right now. Look, we've seen what happens when prosecutors don't seek bail, even in appropriate circumstances. That's what the source-backed prosecutor in Chicago, Kim Fox, has been doing for several years now. And what we found, and this shouldn't come as a surprise, is that the violent crime rates are increasing, uh, and that even when individuals who are released, pending their trial, uh, released on things like GPS monitoring or ankle monitoring, that when they violate the terms of their bail, when they do things like cut their ankle monitors off, uh, Kim Fox isn't prosecuting them. She's not holding them accountable. And so, again, Sean, what's happening is that a message is being sent that lawlessness will be tolerated. And unfortunately, now that message has been codified uh, with Illinois Safety Act. You know, Zach, you're a legal fellow. You work in advocacy programs to fight for the rule of law, which is the government's only job is to enforce law 
from one citizen to the other, whether it's contract or whether it's something of this nature, where you're guaranteed to have an issue with already those violent predators that have destroyed the quality everywhere they're allowed to flourish. They used to be called ghettos. What we've had over the last 12 years is an expansion of those ghettos. We have an active, active, obvious trail of money in corruption. Everywhere there is a Democrat prosecutor like peanut head Kim Fox, my word's not yours, everywhere, every major Democrat stronghold, this is the norm. How much failing do the people, the good people, have to take? Or are we to be like those third world citizens who are victimized and ruled by organized predator cartels? Well, look, maintaining law and order and safe communities should not be a Democratic or Republican left or right issue. It should be a bipartisan consensus. We want safe communities. And I think, I hope, as the policies that are being implemented uh, by people like Kim Fox, by the people who support uh, the Safety Act and others like them, the more the contours of those policies are coming into focus, the more the consequences of those policies are coming into focus, the more and the more that you know, average citizens, you and I, are starting to recognize and rise up and push back against them. I mean, look at what happened out in San Francisco, Sean. They also had a rogue prosecutor, Chase Boudin, who implemented many of these same types of radical policies of not holding even violent criminals accountable. Uh, San Francisco, which is no conservative bastion, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, even the citizens there recognized that this is bad news, that it was wreaking havoc on their cities, and they kicked Chase Boudin out of office. And so I think one of the best things that we as citizens, we as voters can do is understand what policies are being implemented, understand that these policies have real-world consequences, and use every available measure to push back against these very rogue, uh, very radical policies. You know, Zach, the covenant between government and the American citizen, I think, is misunderstood by the vast majority of American citizens. The reality is the reason that I'm law abiding, the reason that I pay taxes is because I have an agreement with government. Number one, those taxes are supposed to be fair. We've lost the idea what fair is if you're an earner. Fair only comes in if you're a recipient via welfare. And the idea that businesses now are forced to move out and close their doors or hire security, this is all just the natural ramification. But in this country, the covenant is the government will enforce the laws. When the government openly says, I'm not going to enforce the laws, why do I have to live up with my agreement of paying taxes? Wouldn't we be better served by companies and business people and small mom and pop just say, you know what? Now I'm not paying taxes, scumbags. I mean, when are we going to man up a little bit and fight back against these butter-handed trust fund babies like Pritzker and the rest of them? Well, again, I think you're starting to see that in even some unlikely communities like San Francisco, where the voters kick Chesa Boudin out of office. Uh, but look, I think it starts with understanding what these laws do. And the Winnebago uh, County State's attorney there in Illinois, uh, he had a, a great quote. He did a great job educating voters about the consequences of this law. In an op-ed he recently wrote, he said, you know, on the day that the bail provisions of the Safety Act go into effect on January 1st, 2023, about half of the current population of the Winnebago County Jail is going to have to be released. And on top of that, he said entire categories of crimes, things like aggravated batteries, robberies, burglaries, hate crimes, aggravated DUIs, homicides, drug-induced homicides, drug offenses, 
and the list goes on and on and on, uh, that those offenses are no longer going to be eligible for detention, no matter the severity of the crime or the defendant's risk to a person or the community, unless there's a high likelihood of willful flight uh, to avoid prosecution. And so that fundamentally upends one of the traditional purposes of bail, uh, which is to protect community members as someone awaits trial. And so, again, it starts with understanding what the laws do and then taking appropriate legal actions to push back against those laws that are so clearly going to, to harm the communities where they take effect. And in the meantime, I'm curious to know your thoughts. This country has a violent history. In fact, in particular, the West. And the reason was there wasn't a government, there wasn't sheriffs, there wasn't the kind of law enforcement that was guaranteed to certain people through our founding and through the principles of our government. So what happened in those communities is the townspeople, the men in the cities, in the communities, organized themselves. And there wasn't much of a justice system. In fact, when a guy got caught pickpocketing, they hung him. Do you predict that'll happen in the future? Because I can tell you right now from my neighborhoods back in the old neighborhood, I think that's exactly what's going to happen very soon. And I'm curious to know if you think that'll be the fallout or will uh, citizens just become willful victims the way you see in these Democrat strongholds like Chicago and Philly and New York and San Francisco. What do you predict will happen when it's open, when the government guarantees we're no longer going to protect you? Well, look, I certainly hope it doesn't get to that point. I don't think vigilante justice is the answer. But what is the answer is having a government and government officials who do their jobs, have prosecutors who prosecute for crimes and police officers who are allowed to go out on the streets and do their jobs and protect their communities. You know, one of the sad ironies, Sean, of this defund the police movement, of this rogue prosecutor movement, many of these very bad and very radical policies are being pushed and being implemented uh, to help minority members of the community, with the idea being that minority members of the community are disproportionately arrested and prosecuted. Now, there are, are statistics about why this idea that we have a mass incarceration problem are just not true, why the criminal justice system is uh, not systemically racist. You know, there's a claim that it is. That's wrong. Uh, but look, the fact is, if you look at the crime statistics, minority members of the community are disproportionately likely to be victims victims of crime and are particularly disproportionately likely to be victims of violent crime. And guess where we're seeing the steepest spikes in violent crime rates? It's often in minority communities. And so the, you know, the very sad, very tragic irony of all this is that the very individuals these policies are supposed to be helping are actually the individuals who are being harmed the most uh, by these very bad policies. Well, it's, it's the same thing in these third world hellholes. You know, the El Salvador people are victimizing El Salvador's. The Mexican people are victimizing, are victimized by the cartels of Mexicans. What we see in our nightly news in the sewer of Chicago, it's irrelevant, though, Zach. Here's the problem why I say this. We see tragedies every Monday morning, sometimes in real time. Five-year-olds, 14-year-old female honor student, 20-year-old good kids. It's always the good kid that gets shot by the dirtball scumbag. The dirtball scumbag has the protection of my government in the sewer of Chicago. They clearly have the protection of the government in Springfield, Illinois, that's led by a Chicago oligarch. The oligarchs buy private security. The big uh, conglomerates have private security. It's the mom and pop stores. It's the small people. It's the people who can't afford it. 
And I'm wondering, in your opinion, you've been around, you're a legal scholar. In your opinion, will the American people victimize themselves and roll over like some third world country, like I just discussed, like El Salvador or Mexico? Or does that frontier spirit of get a rope still abide? I know you're not for, for vigilante justice, but after all, right. didn't some of the vigilantes get it right? Well, look, we have due pro- I want to be clear. We have due process protections, constitutional guarantees in our country that everyone is entitled to. You know, everyone's presumed innocent uh, of whatever yep. crime they're accused of committing. Oh, I know, Zach. Well, we, got, we got how many people sitting in prison I, since the riots of, uh, or since the pushback, the protests of January 6th? How many people we have in well, prison? I, Forget about it. You threw all that due process out of the window. Fourth Amendment, it well, doesn't matter if you voted for the Trump. Pro- the problem is... Many on the left have tried to politicize our justice system. We're seeing that with these rogue prosecutors like Kim Fox, uh, you know, George Soros and others have a back them, trying to essentially, you know, push a radical ideology through our criminal justice system. We're seeing that now with the politicization of the federal justice department. You know, it's ironic. Merrick Garland came into office pledging to be an impartial attorney general, restore, you know, respect for the rule of law. When in fact, the justice department under Merrick Garland has been one of the most politicized DOJs in recent memory. And so what we're fundamentally talking about here is an undermining of confidence in the rule of law that we should have as Americans. And one of the things we have to do as Americans, as voters, is make clear that this will not be tolerated, that criminals should be punished regardless of their race, regardless of their gender, regardless of any other factor, and that there truly will be equal justice, uh, you know, meted out to everyone through the appropriate processes with the appropriate constitutional guarantees in place. But look, Sean, you know, those on the left, they like to talk about we have a mass incarceration problem, we have a racist criminal justice problem, when in fact, if you look at the statistics, if you look at the studies, those claims just are not true. And I think being willing to stand up and push back against those claims is so vitally important as we have this ongoing conversation. Zach, I love I love how optimistic you are. I love how rooted in the law you are. The problem is Merrick Garland is from Chicago. He's a Chicago Mafia Democrat. And as somebody from Chicago, I could tell you this. Uh, I, the only hope I have is the movie Walking Tall. It seems to me like my government isn't sticking up for me anymore. It's not a friend to the honest businessman. It's not a friend to the earner. It's not a friend to the family guy. It's not a friend to the good people. And I got that judgment from watching the evening news in Chicago. Doesn't matter that the victims are of the same race as the perpetrator. What matters is they become a political fodder, and there's more money in failure in government. And that's our real problem. And until we attack that and stop that, I hope we can push back. I think the answers will come from think tanks like the one you work for. I love it. Heritage Foundation is fantastic. And I'm wondering, um, you know, if you people will defend me after the FBI and NSA and DIA scoop me up in the black van. Can I call you, Zach? Uh, well, you can call me, Sean. I'm not practicing right now. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's big clients. Uh, but look, you know, again, we should not have this idea that our justice system has been politicized, that's being used for political purposes. Uh, that's fundamentally bad for us as a country, and that's something that you are right to highlight and that we have to stand up and put yeah. back again. Especially when your eyes aren't lying to you. What you see is real. Our Department of Justice is the Department of Injustice, and it is using the opposite uh, uh, affiliation, the opposite political stance as fodder 
and we are being politically persecuted because we are not Democrats. And this is something I think we need to wake up to. But I love organizations like the Heritage Foundation, and I love the fact that you're in there putting up a fight. Zach Smith, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Take care. And I'm not going to cancel my domain name, Vigilantes for Justice, just yet. But thank you. (laughs) Take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, let's go to the lines. Thank you for holding Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, thank you, Sean, for taking my call. And uh, Chuck from uh, Chuck that was right earlier on when he was talking about you being over the target. But, hey, every night you get on, brother, you are on target. You're over oh. the target all the time. Thank you, babe. But, hey, this thing with, uh, with uh, Michael and Dell, I mean, this is sick. This is why, hey, I got a little rant for you here. You know, like, we were talking about this uh Craig, hold on. I got to put you on hold. You're on the you're on the you're on the Elvin line. Hold on one second. Sexy as a devil, even in a high pitched voice. That's right. That's right. That's me though. It's not Craig. Matt on the South Side. How are you, man? Hey, good, Sean. Listen, I I just had a question, or I wanted your opinion. So the the people that were arrested from January sixth, you know, we know they're still sitting in jail, and I feel like everybody's talking about at least on conservative radio, and I just want to know. What are their options? I mean, I can't believe that. I'm just like, you know, man, I think, done you know, about? listen, you're from the South Side, right? You know, I'm from Melrose Park. You know how many guys got picked up and were uh, not given their 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 rights? This is not uncommon. You know, I had a, I, a, we talked earlier about the FBI and what they did to Martin Luther King. They, they violated yeah. the guy's rights for years. J. Edgar Hoover was a scumbag, a fascist pig who misused the, his power against his political enemies. That's just a fact. You know, when so they complain about what the, the atrocities, that's a fact. What's that? So, I mean, I guess, I mean, I just feel for these people because I, it just, it's mind-boggling to me that. And the other thing I wanted to ask you real quick is that everybody keeps talking, all these politicians keep talking about fund the police, fund the police. Why don't people realize that as long as their hands are tied, I mean, you can't fund something, and then when something goes well, wrong, here's, throw here's, them under the bus. Here's the other thing. When you say fund the police, we already have that agreement. I'm already paying you yeah. for a service you don't do. This was my argument long yeah. before Joe Biden decided to steal the presidency. I pay you for a service. Do it. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Do it. You have, a, you have a law. the government. The government. Kim Fox is the government. Lori Lightfoot is the government. Pritzker is the government. They are coming out and they're guaranteeing you they're not going to do their job what you pay them for. So the real answer is, why would I pay you? See, I sold my garbage in there. I got two little deals in, in, in Illinois. I could give a rip. They're, they're more love than, and affection than, than investments. But for those people who are paying, struggling to pay your taxes, the government that you're paying tells you to your face, I ain't doing it. Now shut up and give me the money. So you think the gangster disciples are the problem? Gangster disciples aren't the problem. The Democrat mafia is the problem. And in there lies the problem. And until these voters pull their head out of their ass and aren't lured by pensions and they hope they got a guy who's got a guy, 
You're going to go down the toilet like every third world hellhole, which is what a Democrat sewer is. It's a third world hellhole. That's why you got three million people in Chicago all know what the word cloud is. You know who doesn't know what the word cloud is? Somebody in Tennessee. They don't know what it is. Florida. They don't know what it is. You know the difference? Democrats versus Republicans. And I'm not a Republican Pollyanna. They got a lot of problems. But ultimately, there are, are adults in other states that demand the covenant between government and the citizen in this country. I'm the boss. You enforce the law. You don't want to do that? Then you don't get the money. That's what we need to get back to. See, they work for us. Start adopting the attitude. Start acting like a man, like a boss, instead of relying on this fat pig who can't see his genitals unless he stands on a mirror. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, before I go to some upsetting clips of the most obvious office tramp to success known as our vice president, let's go to Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks again for taking my call. Anytime. So besides this uh, moron occupying the White House, uh, needing a diaper and that, here's what I got to say. So you get these uh, these constitution violating, they're rotten and corrupt three-letter agency thugs, FBI's and all of them. They should be diapered because they're constantly pooping all over themselves, attacking innocent American citizens, patriots, and all the people that are concerned about election integrity and a safe America. And that's who they attack. Our once beautiful and free America is under siege. Absolutely. And it's by, the, it's by these three-letter agency thugs and everything like that who are rotten and corrupt, and they're traitors to our country. They're damn traitors. And, everything. and do when you we get know something that changed, every year they get a 3% bump in their budget? Minimum, without extra money going into it. With this idiot in charge, they're going to get a massive infusion of cash. No one talks about the amount of money that's been pumped into the Department of Justice, or as it's shown itself to be, uh, the Inquisition, the Democrat Inquisition. Nobody talks about this, the, the money that these bureaucrats make. I did that thing the other day, and I went back and looked at it last night. You're talking about tens of millions of people work for the government. You think they care about the principles of America? Not at all. You watch, you watch this idiot. Do yourself a favor. Go on. You, you can find it on YouTube. Joe Biden getting in and out of the Corvette today. And you tell me if you think you can find six people that weren't benefactors of political corruption that voted for him. I'm dead serious. He cannot move. It's ridiculous. And the irony of him getting in and out of a Corvette, do you know that's the car he was in his wife, his now wife, Jill, when she was married to her first husband and they were having an affair? That's the car he was driving her husband's Corvette, got in an accident, said he was that guy. And that's how the first husband found out Jill was cheating on him with Joe Biden. Did you know that? It's in his book. I'm going to get the name of the book and I'll get it. You know what? Do me a favor, uh, Squirrel, in your off time. Find out the name of the book written by Jill Biden's first husband, the one that she cheated on with with the the Irish gypsy, Joe. Uh, Tom on the south side. Yeah, Sean, I'd just like to ask you a couple of quick uh, questions and you can give your uh, opinion on it. Uh, I'm a retired Chicago retired Chicago policeman, but the first thing is with these immigrants all coming in and somehow there's no room in Pittsburgh or Pritzker's hotels. Why don't they put them up in the Joey Penitentiary where they could have their own room? 
they have just like in the service, uh, they have a mess hall and then everybody eats in the mess hall. The second thing real quick is if you get like a Republican uh, secretary of state uh, on your show, uh, I, I think this would be like a real good platform to run on since there's so many drive-by shootings and that's like the big thing in Chicago and there's so many crimes there where vehicles are used. Since your driver's license isn't a right, it's a privilege given by the state of Illinois. And since uh, a person that you hope that would be a Republican, if he gets in office, uh, uh, he's in the position where if someone commits a crime, any crime, by the use of a motor vehicle, then his license and the license of anybody else that's in the vehicle with him that were doing this are revoked. Yeah. You know, and that's and, and Tom, if only something. if only we had teeth in a law that would prevent this. But we don't. I mean what what, what yeah. Chicago circa twenty twenty two. I don't know how long you've been retired. But circa yeah, twenty twenty two years, yeah. Here's the thing, Tom. There are no laws that bite anymore. That's why the, the, the streets are mayhem. That's why it's chaos. So to think that these scoundrels give a rip about their driver's license, what are you going to do to them if you catch them on a revolt? Oh, no, no, no I, the I know. They it, walk. You know what I mean? So yeah. as far as Joliet, yeah. it's an excellent point because it's an amazing, you know, it's a tremendous amount yeah, of acres big. and land. It's, do you know what they use it yeah. for now, right, Tom? Yeah. They, yeah. they rent I, it out so that movie companies can shoot uh, movies shoot and they charge massive amounts of money. Does anybody know where that money goes, Tom? Yeah, who knows? It goes yeah. into their their fund. But what? But, but you know what I? You know when you what you said was true about the, they don't give you know two craps about uh, losing their driver's license. But the thing of it is, since they're taking all the tools away from the policemen, uh, this is you know it, it might it doesn't seem like maybe a big deal to a lot of people. But when a policeman makes a stop, if they don't have a license, that justifies the stop. And and all these yeah. people are all saying, well, they, there's no justification when that police stops somebody. But this would be. You stop, they can't produce a driver's license. They find out that their their driver's license is revoked, then they're placed under arrest. And then anything they find in the car, it's good. Tom, you know how it is, how it works now. The policeman is the bad guy. You know this. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Insane. I got a niece. It's her birthday today. She's she, one of my. You know, my. Yeah. I love her to death. And she's married to a copper and all she's worried about she's not worried about her birthday party and the cake and all that she worries that this guy comes home because he's got a face now civilians throwing stuff at his car yelling at him it's absolute and total chaos so if you think we can push back as long as a democrat holds office the 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 victim is the bad guy in the story the government protects the perpetrator and i'm going to tell you what tom it's because they're in on it they were in on it when you were a copper but it was quiet it was a quiet yeah. mafia, and they and they tried to implement some laws. Now it's open and notorious. Thank God you got through, Tom. I appreciate the call. Appreciate you listening. The reality is we are in a pickle, but it does explain how you can get somebody so corrupt, so stupid, and so in charge. Yesterday we had a great celebration at the White House uh, for the passage and the president signing earlier the Inflation Reduction Act. Hey, don't scoff, squirrel. When somebody worth half a billion dollars tells you about an economic tip, you pay attention. After all, this dimwits never had a losing trade in her life. In the meantime, we got ourselves in a little pickle. Let's turn to another economic genius. 
Let's see how, what she's got to say. We have done polling, which shows that in New York State, 38% of people say the economy is their top issue when they go to the ballot box in mm-hmm. November. Uh, with inflation still at 8.3%, though, is that a concern for the party? Well, I will tell you, um, given that not one Republican in Congress, in the House or the Senate, voted in favor of the Inflation Reduction Act, I do believe that Democrats are in good standing. Man, oh man. Virtually useless with her top on. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Prince? Boy, did they rob this son of a gun, too, when he died. You know, he didn't have a will. Years went by. They gave half of his estate to his heirs. The rest the government took. Red Fox bankrupted him. I, 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 the amount of people that the government has robbed, due process. Talk to Wesley Snipes about due process. Don Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I'm at a party last weekend, and I'm talking to a guy, and I asked him what he does for a living. He says, I'm a financial advisor. And I said to him, so what do you think of the recession? And he said, well, technically, we're not in a recession. I said, well, don't do your car. <laughs> I said, we've I'm, been in a recession for a year. So I became a registered investment advisor after I had been trading for years. And, you go, you know, it's a, it's a difficult license to get. And you go and you get it, you get it, and you, you get involved, and you realize most of these guys get their license right out of college. They're textbook economists who are taught, and the test, when you read it, I mean, I was arguing with the test, you know, because to me it was ridiculous. And you realize what these guys are they're glorified Western Avenue auction used car salesmen. They are literally putting lipstick on a pig and selling you nonsense, and the money that they make has nothing to do with the performance, not all of them, but most of them, has nothing to do with the performance. And then you see how these, in particular, these Illinois scumbags work. And the more connected they are to the corrupt politics, the more money they make. And the more that they manage union money, they charge the unions astronomical because it doesn't matter. Once their unions are guaranteed by municipal payoffs, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. And you realize what a corrupt system. And then you talk to an idiot a child like that. I wouldn't give him five cents. And I'm telling you right now, that's not uncommon to have a moron like that in charge of money. That's why I'm, I'm telling you, I vet these guys. I wouldn't do Tom Fortino. If he was a scumbag, I wouldn't deal with him for five seconds. I don't need these freaking scumbags. The reality is there's about 80% of people in the money business that are absolute and total scum. And that's a hard thing. And if you can't identify our own reality... Now go ask a carpenter whose wife is at the grocery store as he's busting his ass. Ask him if there's a recession, and you'll see who the real financial guy is. Thank you, Don. These scum, scum, Keynesian government supremacist scum in our money. It's It's no shock why you get such kind of idiots. Like this. Um, you said U.S. is ready to help if Nigeria is also ready to transition to clean energy. Can you tell us the particular um, help that the U.S. is ready to... U.S. Do? is ready to invest, and the U.S. is ready to help provide technology and technology assistance and work hand-in-hand with your businesses 
It, hey, John Kerry, you piece of garbage. The only money you ever made in your life is because you married dimwits like Teresa Hines. You're going to invest? America's bankrupt because of political whores like you, scarecrow. Invest. Why don't you go tell the, the homeless camps in, in every Democrat hellhole you're ready to invest in Haiti? You're going to invest in Haiti? You stupid, corrupt piece of garbage. Now go fly around on old man Heinz's plane. Never made a dollar in your life. You know, I was just looking. You know, there was a big corruption investigation into this piece of garbage after he ran for president. You know who was on the committee for reform, for campaign reform? Denny, child molester, Hassert from Illinois. Oh, you, you were the guy that was going to fix it, huh? You're like in a good eight-year-old in a, in a leotard, though, you piece of garbage. Look at who's watching them. They watch them. Mary, Midway. Oh, I don't know why they're making such a big deal about all these homeless and uh, immigrants coming to the hotels. This has been going on for about all well, since COVID at the hotels by 64th and Cicero by Midway. Not to mention... When they need protesters, oh, at that very special day before the election, they were packed. Yeah, but Mary, find out. I wish I didn't know this stuff. I know, Mary. Find out now the Democrat that owns the hotel and how much money the corrupt city is paying that Democrat. Why do you think they had the most beautiful fundraisers at those hotels? Uh, A lot uh, of money in political prostitution. Just show me a politician that doesn't live seaside as seas are rising. I can't believe the show's over. Thanks, Mary, for the call. Dave, sorry I didn't get to you. We'll get to the rest of you in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.